0: Welcome to Her Enterprise with me, Melissa.
1: Hey, and me, Kelly. And it's me, Nicole.
0: Join this group of
2: entrepreneurial women building community and masterminding through our problems
0: so we can all
2: lean into your values,
0: cut what doesn't serve you,
2: and grow in abundance. Let's get to it, changemakers. Hey, Changemakers, Um, welcome to Her Enterprise Podcast, and I'm thrilled to have you here. We're here with Nicole. Hi, ladies. Hi, Changemakers. And Melissa. Hi. How are you all doing today? I'm doing great, and I'm Kelly. And today we're talking about using video um, for our business and creating an online presence. And just ways we engage, use video as a tool in our business. So I'm really eager to hear everything Nicole and Melissa have to say about this because it's an area I know I'm venturing more into and I'm working on building all the confidence (laughs) on and all these pieces that I know I'm not alone in this. And I'm thrilled that I'm thrilled to get these points out to you. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah and so as the change maker audience as the her-, her enterprise audience you know why do we even need to deal with video why can't we just you know if we're bloggers why can't we just keep blogging if we're podcasters why can't we just keep podcasting so why why should we do video why should we be trying to spread out into that skill
1: um I love that question and um It's actually the number one way to connect with your audience. People connect with humans, especially that we're still in the midst of the pandemic. People connect with humans online right now. And when they see your face, that's when they connect with you. Even if you have amazing information and knowledge to pass around to them, even if you've written amazing articles, they connect best when they see you and they see you getting online. And that that is a connection that you can't deny. It's really the best way to Um, create authenticity and build your brand it's to get is to make videos and get live online with your with your audience so I think it's a really it's an important topic
2: yeah I know that's so true it's interesting because I just I'm thinking of just a live call I did for a private group recently for a local she's local to me naturopath but her group is um All over the world, these members of the group. And it was amazing to me just how many responses I got that felt like a lot more because they'd seen my face. And there was even someone in the group that was like, I see you in all my Facebook groups. And it's fantastic to hear what you have to say and see your face and like get to know your personality. And I think there's a lot less of intimidation around it. And yeah, it was really interesting, and I had so many people sign up after that, like, live call with them, and it was just this video conferencing into a private group, and it was such a fantastic opportunity that, yeah, it was a wonderful, I don't know, wonderful way to connect. I was really surprised at how many people booked sessions, not only for themselves, but their, like, whole family. <laughs> they're like, here, my whole family's coming for you now.
1: yeah. Um, right, I I feel like that is true. It's just so important to get out there and and get out and get in front of people so they see who you are. Um, especially when you are you have an online business and you have a service. I mean, in a way, you know, we're we're marketing what we what we're selling, what we're talking about, how we care, and that's a person. You know, they want to know who the person is. So I think it's really important. Um, I've grown a lot. I remember the first time I did a Facebook Live was probably a year ago and it was awkward and weird and I didn't want to do it. You know, I didn't want to do it, but I was, um, I was working with um, with the gut health company I've partnered with. They were like, you know, you really need to go online and, do, and go live. And it was true. It was right. Um, just being in front of people and also it builds your authority as far as like what you want to say when you can get on live video and just talk about what matters to you, what your service is, what your product is, that shows that you know it really well, and it shows that you're sincere. They can see the sincerity in your face. So again, um, it's really important to go to go live when you can. Um, and sometimes uh, the other thing is, though, sometimes it's hard to go live. You don't. It's nerve wracking because you know it's live. People can see you right now. Um, another little way to go around that when you're just beginning, and what I did sometimes is I would record the video and then post it. And that way, you know, you can kind of get your feet wet, like, okay, I, I know that my hair looks good, like I know I did my makeup or something, <laughs> you need whatever you need to feel confident, and then record that video. And then as you get more confident, you know, so you post the recorded stuff, and then you're not going to get that immediate feedback that you get when it goes live but you do build your you build your little confidence bone right in your body that says I did it I did video and you get feedback and people will say like what happened with you Callie they're like oh my gosh that was so great i got a lot of information about that video from that video you posted thanks for posting it and you're like oh i guess i should go live again because people tuned in and so that's helpful and then also the really big thing for me has been when it's more than one person online so it's one thing to scroll through, right? Because the whole idea is if you're online and you have an online business, everyone's like, stop the scroll. You got to stop the scroll. And you know, I'm not, I don't know. I like to show up authentically and just hope that if I'm the right person, you'll stop on my message, right? But if you do want to stop the scroll, if you see two people having a conversation, someone's much more willing to listen to two people having a conversation huh. than just one. So that's why doing conversations and doing interviews just they get more feedback. They just get more um, response and engagement from the audience. So that's another trick that I use It also builds your network when you interview somebody else and have to set up a time and you tell your followers, hey, I had this interview coming. Um, It's going to be on Friday or whatever day, and then they know it's coming, and you need to, of course, set reminders to them. Instagram is great because it does a little live countdown you can put on so that it'll send a message to anyone who is – received it, they can click it and say, yes, let me know when the countdown's over and it'll send them a little reminder through Instagram. Hey, that person's going live. The timer went up. Um, So that's like another, a little cool little feature. And then the other big thing is to just to be consistent with the time. So like I always do my interviews on Fridays at 11 central noon Eastern. Always. If I do an interview, that's when I always try to do it. So people kind of look forward to expecting Fridays at that time it just helps them if they're planning their day. And of course, you can watch the live later. If you didn't get a chance, you can watch the recording. But um, I found that's been really helpful. When I have bigger names, I try to work more around their schedule. But if it's if we're both in the same place with our followership and our business growth, then um, hopefully I can get it in my t- same time slot so followers know what to expect. So that's another piece. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different... Um, apps you can use too, like to even record those interviews. So I don't know if I can get deep in the weeds. Can I start talking about some of the actual platforms I use and some of the programs I use to record? Should we I, I mean, I want to hear
2: it. <laughs> it definitely sounds like a good, like, I like the, well, the point you said about it. <laughs> about- That's what I was starting to think of like, okay, how do I do an interview and what are ways to do that? Do you have like your most user friendly app?
1: <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. I mean, my first big interview, and again, I was nervous. I remember the first time I sent it, I sent a message on Facebook to the person who I wanted to interview for my very first interview. She was a holistic brain health practitioner. She has a PhD in neuroscience. She's brilliant. Um, she also worked with crystals and emotional code chiropractor. She's she's amazing. Um I guess I'm probably plugging her too much now, but she's really good, Dr. Tina Wong. Mm -hmm. So she was the first person I ever interviewed. And I just sent a Facebook message and said, hey, I really appreciate your work. And um, I would love to do either a Facebook live group or Instagram live with you. And I gave two options because not everyone's on Instagram, but Facebook people usually are either on Facebook or Instagram. You could also do it on Zoom if that's easier Just say, I want to do a Zoom call. Well, may I screen record it? You know, and then, you know, Zoom will let you record it too. And then you can post it later if you don't want it to be live. But that I remember that first message, I was so nervous. And she got back right away and said, That sounds great. I'd love to talk with your ADHD audience. Like it was, it was so easy. I thought it was going to be hard, but I found the more I reach out to interviews. And then not only do I get my audience, which I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but then all of her followers can get on too. If it's Instagram Live or if she's with Facebook with some of the ones I use, like Be Live or StreamYard. You post it to both places. It's on both pages like her Facebook page and mine, or my Instagram and hers so that all the audience members can tune in. So that's another way to um, build your audience and then to you get you know to have this authentic conversation. I always write questions up beforehand. I don't just go live and just have random conversations for me. I'm like, I need to have questions written beforehand. Um, I send the questions on Mondays. So they get five to eight questions. I try to keep it under half an hour because it gets too long. People don't pay attention after half an hour usually. Although with Dr. Wong, we went for 55 minutes because it was just so in-depth and interesting. But at least to me and whoever was watching, right? Mm-hmm. But we we actually, it's just really great to have a system. So I they know I'm going to send the questions on Mondays they'll give me back answers. So if like the interview is going the wrong way, if I ask questions they don't really want to answer or don't fit, they'll tell me, hey, this question's kind of weird. Can we reword it like this? So we have a little back and forth about the questions or sometimes they're like, questions look great. Um, and then that's it. Some of them will answer all the questions for me. So it's great. I know what they're going to say. And some of them will just be like, looks good. And then we just have the conversation um, and that's it. And then I ask the questions on Friday in my interview show and It's been going really great. I've been getting good feedback. We both promote it. Like on Instagram, I'm doing um, travel with family. I think we can actually broach the subject of travel again now that the vaccine is slowly rolling out. (laughs) Slowly but surely. So maybe by the end of the summer or the end of 2021. And she's actually developed an app for family travel. It's really awesome, especially families with special needs. So, um, -hmm. you can help look for all those places that can help, but anyway, so I'm doing an interview with her and she got the questions and she sent back and she's been promoting it on her page as I promote it on mine. And so it's been really great for growing our network and then also just getting comfortable with video because I have to go live (laughs) and I have to, I have to answer the questions on TV, you know, right. It's not TV, sorry. i sound like the old woman that I am on, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? So, Yeah. So that's um, one other thing I wrote down in my notes is lighting, which is so important. Lighting is so important. So I'm going to say that one more time. Your lighting is very, very important. So, so what do you do
2: with lighting? How do, can you unpack that a little bit?
1: Well, then the best light is natural light. So if you can sit in front of a window, so like all my lives I do in front of my son's room because it has the best afternoon light. And I even timed the show around that because I didn't have my ring light at the the time. And now it it even looks better than my ring light. So I still just go in my son's room and do it in the afternoon. Mm. But um, lighting is really important because it just looks so different and it makes you look more professional. Like, if you just have, like, dark background, like, you should have a floor light. Like, as we're doing our Zoom right now, I don't have my floor light or anything set up, so it's kind of dark in the background. You don't want that. You want your back lights lit, and you want your, front, your face lit up. You want the back lit up. Um, you know, look the way you want to look before you go on. Like, check that stuff. Um, that's why it's hard sometimes when you're going live from, like, outside in the world because you never know how it's going to look. Um, but when you're first starting, I would try to set it up with your lighting and look professional so you can be confident
0: and then your audience
1: is more confident. So that was another
0: trick. So Kelly, what, I mean, cause there's a lot of ways to approach video and you can use it for a lot of different things. What, in what way are you wanting to use it? Um, yeah.
2: So I think there's a couple of different things. Like one, I need to revamp my. Personal video on my website so that to help like grow the you no know, like trust factor. Because if you go to my website now for cranial sacral, you'll see someone, it's someone completely different in someone else's video. Um, so I could do that. Um, but then also just, di- yeah, like different lives, there's or just different things. I'm also creating a platform more privately for my clients so that they can have all these videos with exercises they can do at home or interviews mm-hmm. with awesome. providers and things like that, that would also be a part of their team. Um, but I do like that networking aspects of it um, and connecting resources for your clients and people. Um, yeah. So I think those, like, were the more private ones. I have always thought, like, you mentioned once, was it Ramit has, like, a, he comes on the same, he does the same thing you do, Nicole, where he goes on the same time every. Yeah, he, I
0: don't, I don't know that he's still doing it, but he was doing it at the beginning of the pandemic. He was, he had fireside chats. Yes. Um, so yeah. he would get on in the evening at, like, 9 p.m. Eastern time and talk about ran like whatever he wanted to, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it was just at the beginning of the pandemic. I think he was trying to, you know, connect with people and, and everything. I, I'm not going to talk about what he was planning to do because I have no idea. Right. Um, but, yeah, but but yeah, he was doing it. He was doing lives on Instagram. Um, yeah. During the, the pandemic. But another person who's doing lives every day, but he's doing it by via YouTube is Pat Flynn. So yeah. Pat Flynn's been doing... Uh, lives for like, over 300 days. And so he's almost at 365 days. And that's like one of the people I go to. So I can totally vouch for what, you know, Nicole was saying, which is like, you really do feel more connected. But I don't think it's just the video, though. It's not it's not just the fact that there's video, it's the entertainment interaction. So that's the fact that there's a chat there that you can actually ask questions Mm -hmm. and people can talk to each other. At least for me, that's, that's been one of the things. And so yeah, I I've been going to that consistently and been able to like, make new acquaintances, make new friends and get my website reviewed. And so yeah, there's a lot of benefits to doing video. But I don't think necessarily that you have to go live either. So you, I mean, you can obviously that's Nicole's thing. I don't do lives, so I, I don't know, but I do record videos. They're not posted because they're more private. And so, because I've been part of Pat Flynn community, he's challenged us to reach out to your audience by sending them a personalized video um, to them. So. You know, look for people who have just recently bought from you and click on, you know, however they follow you, Instagram thing. I mean, you can do it through Facebook even. So you can record yourself, do a video and then just send it. And so you're not live. It's it's recorded and you could delete it if you don't like it. And oh, man. you can, you can do audio to do too. This. So there's lots of yeah. possibilities where you can like just record yourself and then post it later. Um there's this yeah. one when speech. You're doing the
1: Facebook, when you're doing the Facebook one, the video, yeah. I think if you just hold the camera feature, like you're not, your don't go to your pictures, not the landscape picture, but the actual camera, like it's going to yeah. take a picture of you and then you can do the video and then you can send it or delete that. Sorry. Okay. I think that's just yeah, for Yeah, because I want
2: to do that on Instagram is like, there's certain people that are probably like higher profiled and I don't have their personal like information but sending them like thank you videos for their work or something is something that i want to do but yeah
0: yeah Yeah, and so that one would probably i mean i don't i think in instagram you can send direct messages but i know with facebook you on messenger you could send the direct message so you wouldn't be posting it on your page to everyone it would be a direct message because i know in some of those um probably less now, but I feel like in a lot of the social media accounts, if both people don't follow each other, you can't do private messaging. So I don't know. No. A thing. So but I mean it's it's not a bad thing that if you're just thanking someone to record and post it on your Instagram anyways and oh, for Lots of sure people do.
1: Well, so. I would say if you tag them because in Instagram it goes through. So when you're doing Instagram, if you send a message and they're not in, they're not your friend necessarily. They don't follow you. Then it'll go to their general instead of your primary. So you have your like your primary contacts that follow you yeah. and you follow. Them, and you have your general. So some people don't even look at their general. Sometimes their general yeah. is turned off. Or if they have a lot of followers, they probably never look at their general because they don't have the bandwidth for it. So what you can do, though, is like you said, what Melissa said, is if you tag them in your video and tag it, and I always tag people in my actual posts, rather than just tagging them below, for some reason, if you tag on the video and Instagram, they can actually go and then you can have pre engagement. So I always tag the people I want, like in my ADHD community, I have like ADHD journey and I have um, ADHD butterfly, there's a couple accounts that we talk. And so I'll tag them. So I know that they'll start talking on my posts, just like I talk on theirs. And um, that's another way to get it. And then, so not only are they seeing your beautiful face show up and say thank you and be gracious like you are because you're amazing, mm. but then you also tag them so they'll see that. That'll show up in their messages. That'll show up. I'm sorry in their likes and their messages. Versus it won't go to like general. It'll actually show up. Okay. So that might be another way to do it. Now I want to make sure it'll show up in their primary. I just know like you know my son who has Have an Instagram. No.
2: Oh gosh. It's always
1: like, you know, they are a real friend if they're in your general or your primary. He's like, that's the thing. Like nobody cares if you're in your, he's like, nobody cares about general. You have to be in the primary mom. I'm like, okay. So, and then what about, I wanted to talk to you, Melissa, about the audio stuff because you do so much work with, so much work with that too. The video recordings of the audio, like our podcasts and stuff. Could you talk about what you tools you use for that and how that works?
0: Okay. Yeah. So um, if you're following her enterprise, maybe you know that we have a YouTube channel where it's actually um, our audio. I know some people don't have access or prefer to watch their video or prefer to listen to their podcasts on YouTube. I know Paula Pant does this. If you click on her um, podcasts on YouTube, there's no images. It's just the audio playing along with the waveform. And so we're sharing our podcast also on YouTube and you can find us at her enterprise on YouTube. Thankfully the program that we use to do our podcasts automatically creates a video and so we just pull that video down and have to upload it to YouTube and it's I mean if you're just getting started with YouTube it can it can seem kind of Um, overwhelming. But YouTube actually has tutorials that they include once you decide to create a channel. So there's a lot of really good information there to get started.
2: The timing piece, I know we talked a little bit more about, and people worry about that, like the scheduling and consistency and the importance of that and feeling inconsistent. Like, what are some of your strategies for keeping it consistent? Or I don't know, and sometimes maybe we're letting perfects be the enemy of good when it's like, well, just do something. But how do I know you are like you, you know, I call my husband diligent Dylan. And in that way, like you remind me of that where you're very consistent and very like thorough in that piece. And I know a lot of people struggle with that. So like, what are some tools that you have for like your consistency and posting the videos every week or stuff like that?
0: Yes. So. If we talked about this earlier in the podcast somewhere, I think it was with you, Kelly, because you're talking about um, starting a separate uh, entity with your Copper Ripple and having a lot of content at once kind of benefits. So when we found out that we could be posting on YouTube, we had already done a lot of episodes um, with our podcast. So we had uh, you know, at least five episodes already that all we needed to do was have the website create the video and then download it and then upload it and add the links and all the hashtags that we wanted to. And so that's definitely one way to be consistent. And so I'm gonna repeat that, which is like try to have more content than you're actually gonna use at the beginning. And so if you're planning to post once a week, then, you know, have five to 10 things recorded before your launch date. So that way you can post multiple things or even just lessons from my podcasting um, from being in Pat Flynn's podcasting course. He said also that when you launch, though, you want to post multiple things at once so that if someone comes to your site, they have more than one thing to look at. And so if they're coming and they like your your podcast, your content, and then there's nothing else, then they can't really get to that point where they're become a real fan and they might not come back then. So you want to have multiple things posted. So, you know, if you have five videos, that's only like two weeks ahead because you're going to try to post three videos all at once to make sure that, people have more than one thing to look at. And so that is what I did at the beginning. And then also I was trying to actually catch up because right now we're on episode um, 19, I believe we just released with Raina. Yeah. And so our YouTube channel with the podcast, there is not up to that yet. And so um, having the extra content, I I'm not as rushed with the timeline so having having the back, backup content, I think, is just a really big, important thing. And then like Nicole said, she has her consistent calendar where she gets on every Friday and then people get um, used to that schedule. You can do that on YouTube, too. So I go in there and since I was trying to catch up, I was actually posting on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but it's going to get to the point where it's just going to be on Tuesdays, because that's when we normally drop our podcast
2: episodes. Yeah, I know I schedule that part, like consistently, but the only way I feel like I get it done is because I have you guys pressure. Like, I don't know, I'd feel terrible if I didn't do it consistently. And it's like my one job in, in in the podcast is to like post that. So I need that peer pressure to kind of like help like Her enterprise is depending on me and I got to do, I got to upload.
0: And I mean, that's more the audio side, right? Because there really isn't a lot of visuals. I do make cards for the front with our, you know, our title name. It's got a thumbnail. So that way it isn't just the little picture of our logo with the waveforms. There's the thumbnail that goes with it that shares the episode title and our pictures so people can see us (laughs) and add a little bit more of that uh, no like trust factor. Um, But I also wanted to share, um, this is a little bit tangenting maybe, um, this TED Talk about uh, your presentation, like um, why it's important to record yourself. Um, And it's by Vin Giang. And I'll look for the exact... um, Well, we can link it in the show notes because he has multiple TED Talks, but pretty much he says like when when you're going to give any presentation, and since I'm trying to be a speaker, like that's what I'm going for, you should record yourself anytime you give a presentation, even when you're practicing at home in front of the mirror, you should be recording yourself because you're going to learn a lot of things from that recording. You're going to learn, Nicole was saying earlier, oh, you know, my hair is in the right place and things like that. Like, how are you actually coming across in your appearance? Mm. And so you won't know that. My my husband likes to say is like, do I look good? You tell me because I'm not the one who's gonna look at myself <laughs> like I have to look at myself in the mirror. And so it's like, <laughs> okay, so you don't see yourself when you're presenting. You don't see yourself really when you're on on YouTube live or doing those things. You're trying to interact with whoever else is there or your audience. And so recording yourself outside of that or while you're practicing is really important um, because you're gonna see how you're actually presenting coming across. And then you can also he I'm really going to link because he's the one who's going to teach it in more depth. But just to give you a little sampling is he also talks about um, you close your eyes and you just listen and then you actually close your ears and just watch your video because then you're going to see like, oh, well, am I, is my voice going up when I'm trying to show excitement or am I inflecting in the wrong places? And you can only analyze that if you have the video, if you're, if you're doing that. So even if you're not ready to like post out into the public, like your first step can just be record yourself for you, for you to see that. And that's the that can be a first step that will get you to the point where then you can start posting out in public and then do you um live events because I think Nicole's right. Like doing a live is like you're you're showing mastery because just showing up and you're just talking And so I think before that is just record and then post. But before that is just record and then analyze yourself and see how you're performing, how you're presenting and coming across.
2: It's a really great, like, actionable process, too. And I think it also depends on how you're wired. Like, if you love doing all the research first or if you're just kind of a quick start and you're like... I just need to do it because if I think about it too much, it's just not going to happen. And so, yeah, I think there's, I like knowing that you can remove things from the internet. I think I still sometimes think like it's there forever and I'm ruined, but that's always good.
0: Yeah. And you can, you can use that to your advantage. Like it, I sometimes when I do my Toastmasters speeches, I plan them and then I record myself or, you know, do my actual presentation in front of people and I ask them to record me. But sometimes I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And I'm like, I need to write this speech, which you guys saw last time on Facebook. I was like, (laughs) I haven't written this speech. I need to give a speech today. And what I did was I just recorded myself. I'm like, okay, this is the topic I need to talk about. And then I'm just going to record myself and see Ooh, what comes out of my mouth. Yeah. And then I can go back and listen and be like, oh, I like that point, And I like that point, And this point needs to go away.
2: <sighs> yeah, that's true. amazing. I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a really great tip because that and that's really important because then you actually have a filter versus just like blah, 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 saying everything and going back and saying, why did I say that? <laughs> like that didn't fit at all.
0: I love yeah, that. so you can record yourself first when you're not sure what your idea is or what you want to say on that topic and then see what comes out. And then, you know, it's like brainstorming, yeah. but yeah. in audio and video form instead of on paper.
2: Yeah, or that. thinking out loud, especially for people who feel like they work better, thinking out loud versus on paper in mm-hmm. writing. That's awesome. I like that.
1: No, that's a really great idea too. It reminds me, I remember my student teaching days, that's a long time ago, where I was recording myself. And then I had to watch it and I was like, oh, this is terrible. I'm so awful. It's so good. We learn so much. Every time we watch ourselves, though, we learn more. Um, and every time you, like I said, you flex that that skill of video, every time you go live or make a video, you get stronger in it, you build your confidence. And then Next thing you know, you're making one video a week, just, oh, I go live every Wednesdays and talk about wellness Wednesdays. We're going to talk about mental health on Wednesdays and I'm going to give you a tip and that's it. I did a challenge where I did one tip a day every day for October for ADHD Awareness Month and I still get number one feedback on those tips. People still wish I would just come every day and say a tip. They're like, man, I really look forward to those tips. And it was a challenge for me to have to go live every day with all the kids home, the dog, it was always all these interruptions, but I did it. And so that's another um, good way to challenge yourself. Just say, hey, I'm going to go live three times this week, or I'm going to go live once this week, or I'm going to record a video and watch it like Melissa suggested once this week, right? So you can feel I like you're accomplished. Like that
2: you also are repackaging that, right? Like isn't your son mm-hmm. helping you repackage those for your YouTube channel?
1: For my YouTube channel, yep, he's re-recording kind of dropping off the October 1st. See, remember the idea of, of evergreen? That's a real thing. So, you mm-hmm. want to keep your content evergreen. I didn't. It was like, "Hey, it's October 2nd with the second tip of the day." So, he has to go back and kind of drop that off. Sometimes with some of them I didn't even do it, but he's re-recording, screen recording and dropping off the date. So, I can just say tip two or whatever. So, yeah, that's another, yeah. So, that's another way you can re, you can re, we can reuse it. It can just go up on the YouTube channel. It's on my website. And, you know, eventually I'd love to do like a little mini course, like a 30 day email course where I just send the emails like once a day, um, one month to get your ADHD under control a little better.
0: Right. Yeah, that's really good. And that's, see, you just, even, you know, without, like being very specific, you just set another benefit of recording your stuff when you're talking is that you have it to use it again for something else, like you can use it and repurpose it. And that's good. That's amazing that that, that solves the whole having a bunch of content when you're going to start some things yes. <laughs> like you have all this content already ready. And it's recorded. And even if there is little issues, like you're saying, it's mostly done. It's like 90% of the way there already, even with little issues that you might need to edit. Um, And and it's just a good timestamp. It's like, I mean, whether you're blogging or podcasting or whatever it is, when you put something out there, and it's published, it's a nice timestamp, because then you can get back and come back and be like, Oh, this is how much I've grown since I started doing this thing. (laughs) Right. Um, And it's just clear and easy to see. And it's apparent, you know, so that's good.
1: Yeah. I and I love I love the idea, of Kelly, because I know if you it sounds like you're talking about maybe like a membership site to go along with your clients or I'm not sure how you're working that, mm-hmm. but yeah, having videos for them to go back. So if they did a session with you and forgot something you said about how to do it and they can go watch it again, that is gold. I mean, yeah. like when you work with clients and they forget, you know, they can try to, you're not accessible for them to like text you, you have too many clients, so they need to be able to go back and. To have that resource library is amazing. That would be awesome for them. So go make videos.
2: There's so many times I say the same thing to like clients too, and it would save me so much time if I could just like click a button and they have it on their online portal. Yeah,
1: I love that. Ooh, all right, ladies. So great! I learned so much. (laughs) I love this conversation. I I always learn from both of you every time. Mm.
0: Hey, Changemakers, thank you so much for joining us for today's Her Enterprise episode 021, where we talk about video and how you could use it in your business. I hope you learned all the different ways that video can benefit you, whether it's personally in recording yourself just to analyze your own personal performance, or how it can help you connect with your clients better. Or repurpose it so that if you're always answering that question over and over again, well, maybe you should record a video and share that instead. As such, we'd like to invite you to a one-week challenge where we encourage you to think about those questions that you're always answering for your clients or other ways that you can connect with them and make a video, one a week for the next week and make sure you let us know that you're participating in this challenge by hashtagging her enterprise and hashtag video challenge we can't wait to see what you're making and don't forget to follow us at her enterprise on instagram so that you can see the videos that kelly nicole and i make let's grow let's flourish let's rise together the ladies from Her Enterprise, are a woman's collective of knowledge, inspiration, and connection. We are changemakers. This is a podcast for the whole person. It is for you and your business. Let's grow. Let's flourish. Let's rise. With Her Enterprise. Are you ready to be a changemaker? Hit subscribe.